Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys, welcome. A few days ago, I posted something on my personal Facebook account that I want to talk about today. And I posed the question. I mean, everybody wants to be high net worth. Everybody wants to be rich, right? If you're tuned in right now, that's what you're here for, right? You want to make money passively investing in real estate. You want to have a high net worth. You want to become wealthy. If you're already wealthy, you want to become wealthier. But I pose the question, a simple question. Would you trade places with Warren Buffett today? Warren Buffett, by the way, is 92 years old. Warren Buffett is one of the richest men in the world. Invariably, after I posted that message, after I posted a picture of Warren Buffett asking people whether they would trade places with him, I think everybody said no, right? I would not be willing to trade places, even though you know Warren Buffett can literally do what he wants, when he wants, he can fly a private jet anywhere, can uh, you know pretty much buy anything, uh, you would not trade places with Warren Buffett based on the mere fact that Warren Buffett is 92 years old. That seems like a pretty simple statement. And I think that you know it kind of highlights the point that in order to become you know what you want, in most cases, there's a timeline to it. Like it, you're investing in real estate to have the privileges that come with being wealthy, with having passive income, with being financially independent, but you want to do it by a certain timeline. And again, I know all of this makes really logical sense, but it's going to lead into what I'm going to talk about today, which is what is the right timeline, right? And I want to talk about a variety of different timelines and kind of what you'd have to do in order for you to get there in that timeline. And today I'm going to focus on literally everywhere from a 50-year timeline all the way down to a one-year timeline. And I'm going to set the objective of saying that most likely each and every person on here wants to do this as fast as humanly possible. But I do want to talk about the differences because there are definitely differences in what you would need to do, what your life would need to look like, what you would need, what actions you would need to take today in order to get to call it a four or five to $10 million net worth over the course of one, 10, 20, and 50 years. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start kind of, you know, really, really simple. And by the way, I do want to highlight one key principle here, which, which is that the more time you have, the easier this is. So I know that, you know, I'm, I'm 40, I'll be 41 uh, a couple months from now, July 31st. So I'm, I'm in the midpoint, right? But it does highlight the point that the more years that you have, the easier this becomes. And I'm going to actually throw up an Excel spreadsheet and kind of just walk through high-level numbers with everybody. And again, what actions would need to be taken? And again, looking at it from the perspective of how old you are definitely matters here. And the more years that you have to achieve this goal definitely matters. But having said that, this is not going to be super complicated. This is not going to be like running a complex PL or anything like that. Um, I just want to start out by saying 
in order to get a five to $10 million net worth, in order to have 10, 20, 30, $40,000 of passive income coming in each and every month, the way that you need to do that is you need to buy assets. And I think that's why we're all here, right? That's why we all tune in every week. That's why you guys listen to the podcast. That's why you know you you follow me because that's what you want to do. You want to figure out how to buy more assets to have passive income, get your net worth to at least five to ten million dollars. The longer time frame you have, the easier this kind of becomes. And I want to show you, and I know none of you want to get rich in a 50-year period. But I've got 50 years on my spreadsheet because I just want to show you how easily this this can potentially be if you had 50 years. And it's going to show you how things change as we go from 50 years to 20 years to 10 years to five years to one year. So let's just say that in order to accumulate that five to ten million dollars of net worth, that 10, 20, 30, 40 thousand dollars a month of passive income, we need to buy multifamily or multi-unit. Now let's assume for the sake of argument that the average one that we purchase is going to be $600,000. That's probably too low, but I want to be conservative with all of my projections here. So in order to buy a $600,000 multifamily multi-unit, all that you would need to come up with nowadays, if you were going to buy that and house hack that is three to 5%. Call it 5%, say that you need $30,000, right? You'd have $30,000 that you put down to buy that $600,000 asset. Now you own one property. And now we're going to show you how much easier this all is if you have 50 years. So if you have 50 years, all you'd have to do is buy that $600,000 asset. All you would need to come up with is $30,000. I know that there are probably some people on here who know how to even do this for less money down. And in fact, I know that there are some literally zero down money programs right now. But I want to show you guys how easy this can be. Now, let's just say you take this $600,000 property, right? And you say you wait five years. All that we need to do is do the math. We go and let's assume a 3% appreciation, which also is probably too low. 1.03, right? That gets us to a 15% appreciation by year five. That $600,000 asset is now worth 600,000 times 1.05, you've got a $700,000 asset, right? So at this point you would say, do we have enough time? Has this asset appreciated enough for us to get a line of credit? Probably not yet. So let's again, take this out 10 years. So if you're gonna take this out 10 years with 3% appreciation, you go 1.03 carat uh, 10, then you go equals 1.34 times 600,000. Now you've got an $800,000 asset. Do you have do you have enough appreciation there to get a line of credit to buy another asset? And the answer is yes. Okay? So let's say that right now in year 10, you've got an $800,000 asset that you can probably take somewhere near a $100,000 line of credit from. That $100,000 line of credit is going to be enough money somewhere around there to buy your second asset, okay? So property number two that you're going to buy is going to play, take place in year 10. And again, I'm just showing you guys with a 50-year time horizon how really simple this can be, right? So you buy asset number two. It's another $600,000 asset. Now you have two assets, right? Same exact pretty much scenario here. 
where you have two assets that uh, one's worth 800, let's call it one's worth 600 or 700 in that time period, and you go out another 20 years. Now, instead of you in year 20 being able to buy just one asset, right? One additional asset, you can buy two additional assets. So by year 20, you've got four assets all doing the same exact thing. Now go out another 10 years, right? Those four assets can buy four more assets. You have eight assets. Year 30, you've got eight multifamilies, probably somewhere around 24 units. You wait another 10 years. You can see that every every 10 years to go by, the number of units are going to double. So by year 30, you've got eight. By year 40, you've got 16. And by year 50, you've got 32. And not all of them have appreciated over this entire period of time. But let's just take kind of like that, right? 32 assets times 1.03 carat 15. We've got 600,000 times 32 units, not 32 units, 32 properties. We now own $19.2 million of real estate, right? And over the course of this time period, a bunch has gotten paid off. And over the time period, a bunch of ranks have gone up. So you can kind of see, right? If you've got $19.2 million of real estate, I'm going to guess, and we could run these numbers, but I don't want to bore you guys too much. You've probably got like 50 LTV. You've probably got like $10 million, somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 million of, of net worth. And then if you run the really, really safe and simple and easy projections that we have, we look at it and we, we're usually cash flowing somewhere around $500 per unit. You've got $16,000 a month coming in, a $10 million net worth. Those ranks, those $500 per month is way up probably. There's no doubt, right, that if we, if we kind of just run those numbers out in a 50-year pattern, we can say, okay, there is no doubt that if we have 50 years, all that we need to do is come up with our first property, right? And in fact, like if you had kids or you were planning on having kids, and you said, I want my kids or my grandkids to be financially independent. All that you would need to do, and this is really the power of real estate in general, is that all you would need to do is come up with that first property. You would need no strategy. You can go right on the MLS. You can say, I want to buy a multi-unit property in whatever town you know that I think is desirable. And I'm just going to wait until there's enough appreciation or enough of a, a mortgage pay down to get me to enough equity to pull a line of credit. And I'm going to continue to repeat that process. They call that the Burr strategy. So you're going to buy, you're going to renovate maybe a little bit. You're going to rent at fair market value. You're going to refinance and you're going to repeat. Now this is all good and well, right? And in fact, like if, if you had a 50 year horizon and that's all that you, you had, I would actually say at this point, you should probably just shut down this live stream. You should probably just, you don't need to listen to me anymore. You don't need to listen to any podcast anymore. You have everything that you need right now in order to become worth 10, maybe $20 million in a 50-year time period. And all that you need to do is come up with that first down payment. Having said all of that, I can almost guarantee that nobody is on here to become a millionaire in 50 years. Again, that post that I did Last week, where I said, would you trade places with Warren Buffett today? And everybody said no. There was no comments that said, you know what? I would trade places with Warren Buffett because he probably has two or three years left to live. 
and I could live those last few, you know, those last few years of Warren Buffett's life, 10 out of 10 life, uh, theoretically, but nobody wanted to do that, right? So then the question becomes, what do we need to do to cut down this time period, okay? So in order to cut down on this time period, we need strategies, okay? So in order to cut down on this time period, we need strategies that are better than what we just said, which is buy your first property and just wait and hold. So the question then becomes, how do we cut this down to maybe like a 20-year time period and then a 10-year and then a five-year and then a one-year? Okay, the only way that we can kind of go about doing this is by being a little bit more strategic, right? And, and following, you know, what I would call a more kind of tried and true investing method. Okay, so let's just say that we had 20 years, right? How would we, how would this kind of necessarily change? There's a few things that I would probably change if I had 20 years. The first thing is that I would want to make sure that I'm finding off-market properties at somewhat of a discount, and then I'm adding value to those properties. So one thing that we talked about in the Burr model, buy, renovate, rent at fair market value, refinance, and repeat. So one one thing, if you have a 20-year time horizon, I said that I'd be looking for off-market properties, but not necessarily as much if you have a 20-year horizon, which which is really long, if you've got a 20-year horizon and you want to get to five to $10 million of net worth and have a $10,000, $30,000 a month income stream coming in passively, I would focus more on learning how to do value add. And again, whether that's on market or off market, the difference between what I said in a 50-year horizon and a 20-year horizon is that I would be looking for investment properties that I could add value to, maybe get like somewhat of a deal on, whether it's on MLS or not, doesn't really matter. But if you're talking about a property that maybe you could buy for $500,000, that would be worth maybe call it six fifty. dollars If you put $50,000 into it, those are the types of properties that I would look for. And the reason why that will take so many years off of that 50-year horizon is because you're going to gain equity in those types of properties a lot faster. So again, the basic premise of this is, is that the longer the time frame that you have, the less strategic you need to be. If you have a 50-year horizon, you can buy a property on the MLS, pay full market value. You don't even need to renovate the property. You can literally just buy anything, hold it, wait for it to go up in value, and then that's all you need to do. If you want more like a 20-year horizon, then you need to go into a property and you need to add some value. By adding some value and by pushing up the value of the property, you're going to gain equity in the properties faster. Why is gaining equity in the properties faster? Gaining equities in the properties faster is going to allow you to do the most important part of that burst strategy quicker. And the most important part of that burst strategy that you're going to be able to do quicker is the refinance part. So this is kind of the magic in investment real estate in general, is that investment real estate in general over the course of time goes up in value. At some point, you can pull your money out for a down payment on another property. That's the magic. So again, if we're going to say, hey, we're going to do this in 20 years, again, whether we buy the property on MLS or off MLS, if we're able to just add a little bit of value so that instead of us having to wait 10 years to do a refi, maybe it takes us three or four years to do a refi, 
that's going to make a big difference. Now, again, if you're sitting here, if you're listening, if you say, hey, I don't mind this whole process taking 20 years, then you don't necessarily need us. You don't need a whole bunch of Asian investor strategies. You just have to be smart. You have to be patient. You have to add value to these assets and then refinance them when the time is appropriate. Just so I can get an understanding of who's on here and how I can help you guys, tap into the comment section whether you have, you're really gunning for 20 plus years or less than 20 years. So Jay said less. Somebody else said less. Jared said 20 plus. 20, 20 or less, 20 less. So, so only one person said that they want this entire process to take more than 20 years. And I respect that. I respect the fact that you can have a 20-year horizon and you're not necessarily concerned on whether or not the payoff happens before or after 20 years. Uh, the, the person who said it, by the way, I know is a young guy. And again, this is kind of the, the, the luxury that you have about being a little bit young. I, I know the person who commented that. Now, if you have the 20 years, if you're willing to wait the 20 years, that's cool. If you want to get it down to more like 10 or 12 years, I'm going to talk about like, you know, what I would say, you know, the formula has to kind of become. And the formula has to kind of become a little bit different if you want to have like a 10 or, or, or 12 year horizon. And the biggest difference between, again, a 20 year horizon and a 10 or 20 year horizon is, again, in how quickly you can buy an asset and you can refinance it and you can actually move on to your next deal. Hey everyone, this is Tom Caffarella. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast to number one, thank all of my loyal listeners of the Asian Investor Podcast and tell you guys really quickly about an exciting event we have coming up. Uh, it's a two-day event. It's called the Passive Income Real Estate Investor Event um, that you can find out more details at Passive Income event.com. We're going to be doing a two-day training session teaching all of the agents and all of the investors at the event on how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. If you're like me and your goal is to not work 80, 100 hours a week grinding, selling real estate, flipping homes, um, definitely check out this event. We're going to teach you how to build a passive income portfolio so that you can retire, so that you can work when you want, how you want, and ultimately achieve financial freedom. So again, go to PassiveIncomeEvent.com for more details. And we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming event. So I talked about the fact that in a 20-year horizon, all that you need to do is maybe get a little bit of a discount on a deal, maybe add a little bit of value, so that you can refinance in maybe three or four or five years. If you want to cut the horizon down to 10 years, you've got to follow a different strategy. And you absolutely need to get deals off market. And I'm going to tell you the way that we did it. And it's the way that I've, the only way I've ever seen really anybody do this is to really start generating a lot of off market opportunities. And the reason why off market opportunities are so different is because if you're getting these deals off market, you can refinance and pull your money out, not waiting 10 years, not waiting five years, but generally waiting 18 months or less. So I'm going to give you guys kind of an example of some deals that, that we did this with. And I'm going to tell you kind of like what the numbers used to look like 
and, and how it used to work. So most of you all know that, you know, we go on close to 100 face-to-face -face appointments a week with sellers who want to sell their houses. We get those opportunities from doing things like mailing and pay-per-click and TV and all of these other various forms of, of, of uh, off-market marketing. And so we'll go into these properties. We'll specifically target multifamilies. So one thing that we used to do back in the day when we were buying smaller multifamily is we used to make a list. And we used to say, okay, I want to buy three families in Chelsea, Revere, Everett, Peabody, et cetera. And we, we would go into the MLS and we would pull a list of all of those properties that had 50% LTV or more, meaning that they had enough equity to potentially take a discount. We'd also look and say, okay, we want to make sure that the person has owned the property for at least 10 years. And we would put a couple other filters just based on the type of properties that we would like to buy. And again, then we would mail and, and call and, and text and do all these other things to get face-to-face -face with people. Not only would we add value on day one, but we would get a discount on day one. And I can remember going into like three families in towns like Chelsea. And I remember these properties being worth, call it like $500,000. Um, and this, this is going back. So keep in mind, they'd be worth maybe $500,000 in the condition we were buying them in. But we were paying 350 to 375. But not only that, we were adding a little bit of value to the property and actually making it worth even more than that. So let me just give you an example of some of the types of numbers we used to do back in, call it like 2014, 2015, 2016. So we would go in and we would have a three family in Chelsea that would be worth $500,000 as is. We'd pick it up for maybe three seventy-five, right? Not not a crazy deal. I mean, yes, that is definitely a discount, but not even like enough of a discount to flip like that. We wouldn't have been able to flip that property, so we would maybe pay three seventy-five. Then we would go in, put thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars into the property, and push that five hundred thousand dollar value up to maybe five seventy-five or six hundred. Okay, at that point. And again, that might have been 12 months later, that might have been 18 months later, that might have been 24 months later. We were able to pull money from that property and move on to the next, okay? And to even accelerate that process even more, in some cases, we would sell, instead of refinancing those, in some cases, we would actually flip them and get money for a couple, two or three more down payments. So for example, in that example in, in Chelsea, Maybe we were into that property for $450, and we could sell it for $600, getting us $150,000, which would have gotten us down payments for maybe three properties, right? So we can turn that one initial flip into three properties. Again, the velocity of the change is dramatic, right? So we started out by saying, hey, if you have 50 years, what do you need to do? Well, you can just buy a property on the MLS, wait for it to go up. Maybe that takes 10 years, refinance it and keep buying, right? You want to cut that time in half, then you need to cut down your refinance time in half from 10 years to five years. How do you do that? Again, we talked about maybe even just going on to the MLS and just doing some value add multifamilies and then waiting five years and you should have enough equity at that point. But if you want to cut that time frame from 20 to 10, right? How do we cut that in half? Well, well, now 
we probably need to get some some properties off market. We need to get them at a discount out of the gate. And then on top of it, we need to add value so that maybe 18 to 24 months later, we can go back and we can turn that into more properties. So we talked about 50 years. We talked about 20. We talked about 10. Now let's talk about five. Now five is really challenging. So I will say this really to, to talk about like by, by f- following the formulas and by following the strategies that we teach all the time, getting off market deals, putting some money into them, flipping some, holding some, refinancing some, 10 years is a good horizon. And so depending on how old you are, how quick you want results, when we work with people like in the inner circle, I always tell people like it's a 10 year process because I know that if I have 10 years with somebody, I can help them achieve what they want to achieve in 10 years. It's when we start to cut down that time frame that it starts to make me a little bit nervous. Not that it's not doable. I'm going to talk about how it can be doable, but it just makes me a little nervous because more things have to happen, right? And the degree of difficulty goes up. If you tell me that you have 50 years to invest in real estate, the degree of difficulty is like zero. It's very, very easy. If it's 20, it's still fairly easy. If it's 10, now we have to start implementing some of these strategies. And if it's less than 10, then we really ha- need to have like a more thought out plan. And again, like with the inner circle, like it's an unlimited membership. So I always talk about, you know, the, the inner circle. When I used to do my coaching programs in 2017, 2018, I can't believe that's five, six, seven years ago at this point. It used to be for a one year term. I think most coaching programs are for one year for a reason, right? It's because it's hard to provide that type of service for a long period of time. The reason that our membership is unlimited is just because it takes more than one year. Like if you said to me, hey, I want to get rich in one year, I could draw up a plan for you. I wouldn't be real confident that it's going to happen, right? Like if you said to me, you want to lose 15 pounds in a week, Maybe we could draw up a plan for it to happen, but the degree of difficulty is going to be really hard. But if you said, I want to lose 15 pounds in a year, now that plan becomes a lot easier. So how that relates to the inner circle is it's a a lifelong membership. So for those of you who have not yet booked a call with me, I want to encourage you to go to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com and schedule a time to talk with me. And what we'll do on that call is we'll actually talk about where you're at today with your real estate investing, where you want to go, and then how to actually bridge that gap. So we're going to put together a plan on that call. And then we'll talk a little bit about what it looks like to actually join and be in the inner circle. Some of the major benefits of being in the inner circle, number one, is you get 24-7, 365 access to me through Facebook Messenger and email. It's literally 24-7, 365, doesn't matter what day of the week it is, you've got the ability to reach out to me. Why that's important is because you're all on a call right now where you have very limited interaction, and I don't really know who's on, I don't know what struggles you're having, I don't know what your background is, I don't know what your goals are. But once you're in the inner circle, we can actually go much more deeper into your own individual situation. The second huge benefit for being in the inner circle is the ability to partner with us. So if you have an off-market deal, that's a quick turn type of deal, we will put up the money and we will do the construction and we will do a profit share split with you. 
So we actually have had multiple deals that we've done with agents. The biggest profit that we made that we split 50-50 was a single family renovation in Andover, Massachusetts. The profit was $300,000. We split that 50-50 with the agent that was in the inner circle. But if you've ever come across a deal that you think would be a great fix and flip and you don't have time to do the construction or the expertise and you don't want to put up your own money, that's another benefit. The third benefit of the inner circle is that you get a once a month coaching call. Okay, the once a month coaching call helps you go into your individual specific situation. We schedule it every single month. Uh, the fourth thing you get is you get access to all of our systems and tools and people. So whether you need you know a budget looked at or whether you need help on the construction side or you need a referral for a construction person or you need you want to look at our construction systems or you want to look at our capital raising systems or you want to look at really anything that we have in our business, we have everything documented and we supply that to people that are in the inner circle. So I don't want to make this a whole inner circle pitch, but again, if you haven't scheduled the time to talk to me one-on-one -on -one and you find our content to be valuable and you feel like I might be able to help you achieve your, your investing goals faster, again, go to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. And the key thing here is faster right? Because everybody who's on this call, every single person that uh, that I asked the question to, nobody wanted to wait 50 years, right? Not one person. And the reason why having the right coach is helpful is because it narrows the amount of time it's going to take you to achieve your financial goals. So I can't necessarily tell you exactly how many years I'm going to have the ability to shave off but I can guarantee you this, if it was going to take you 20 years to, to do this on your own, we're at least talking five, six, seven, eight years that we're going to take off of that timeline because we're going to make sure that we have the right strategies to help you achieve your goals. Okay. And we're also going to make sure that you avoid any costly mistakes. Uh, Warren Buffett, who I referenced in the beginning of this call, you know, he says there's two rules of investing. Rule number one is not to lose money. And rule number two is not to forget rule number one. And so a lot of times what we help people do is prevent mistakes. Mistakes cost you money. Mistakes cost you time. So again, www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. All right. So we talked about how to do this in 50, 25, 20 to 25, 10 years. Now let's talk about five. So let's say if you said to me, you know what? Like I want to do this in five years. I would say, okay, buckle up. We've definitely got to have a much bigger conversation because in order to do this in five years, you know, call it four, five, six, seven years, like under 10 years, we have to add in another component, which is capital raising. We talked about how you want to buy, you want to put some money into the property, you want to rent it, you want to refinance, and you want to repeat. That's all good and well, but that's all contingent upon the fact that you can only do so many of those deals and there's still always a waiting period. Well, what if I told you that there was a way to get under these assets without a waiting period? What if I told you that there was a way to get money for all of your deals so that you didn't even need to wait? And the way to do that is through raising capital. Now, most of you know, like we raise capital for our deals. We've got a, a $7 million raise that we're doing on a 70 unit project in Hookset, New Hampshire that I'm sure a lot of you already know about. You guys know that I'm out there raising capital. The reason I'm raising capital is simply this. 
It's a shortcut, right? So I already own apartment buildings. I already own small multifamily. I've already got a net worth, right? So why would I go out and raise capital? Well, I want to get to a thousand units by the end of 2029. And we've already run those projections out. And the only way that we can get there, the only way that we can get there is if we raise capital. So I have a specific goal of raising somewhere between seven to $10 million per year in order for me to hit my goals. So what is raising capital? I mean, raising capital essentially is going out there and letting people know that you've got a passive opportunity to invest in real estate. Now, you might think, well, why would anybody want to invest passively in somebody else's deals well, I can, rather than you know, buying the hard asset itself? I can, I can give you a million and one reasons. And you know, we've got a pretty sizable fund that we've raised over the course of you know, the 10 to 15 years that we've been raising capital. And there's many reasons. Uh, one can be diversification. We actually have a lot of investors that invest passively with us because they operate and they, they own their own assets, but they know that those assets take a lot of time, effort, and energy to manage. So they want a more passive approach, right? We also use IRA money. So there are people that have IRAs or they have a 401k that they can roll into an IRA. And even if they wanted to invest actively, they can't invest in their own deals from their IRA. So there's a ton of investors who follow us that do own their own assets that said, hey, you know what? I don't love the stock market. I don't really want to have my IRA invested in that. I'd rather invest in the deal, like the types of deals that we provide, get what should be a higher rate of return. And I'm happy having my IRA in that money. But then there's also a ton of other people that don't want to own and operate real estate. Owning and operating rental real estate is a headache. It is. It's time, it's energy, it's effort, and it's work, right? So I'll give you guys just a really simple example about my best friend. So my best friend actually started as my partner going back in 2008. Um, He ended up working for a startup biotech company. And the startup biotech company ended up giving him a ton of stock options. They told him at the time, they said, hey, you've got two choices. You can either do the real estate thing or you can do the biotech thing. We're going to give you a lot of stock options. They're going to be worth a ton of money if we end up selling and going public or whatever. And you've got to make a choice. After dealing with rental properties, he decided to go the biotech route. Long story short, he ended up making a ton of money on his stock options to the the point where he's retired now. And he invests with us. He has no desire to go out and own a bunch of multifamily real estate, doesn't want to do it, just wants to kind of collect passive checks. So with that being said, if you want to do this in five, six, seven years, four, five, six, seven years, you want to get to a $10 million net worth, you want to get to 10, 20, 30, $40,000 of passive income, you've got to do what we talked about before, which is buy at a discount, rent, renovate refinance, repeat, but you also need at the same time to be raising capital. And just about anybody can learn how to raise capital. We teach, you know, in the inner circle and help students directly with how to raise capital, but we've helped people raise millions of dollars a year. Um, It's not a super complicated thing, but it does take the right approach. It does take the right 
structure. You do have to understand how to do it. You have to understand how to attract people in, how to put the right offer together, et cetera. But that would be the way to do it in a four or five or six year period. Now, again, when you're thinking about these different paths, it's not always about doing it as fast as possible, right? Some people might say, hey, I've heard what it's going to take to do it in 20 years. I'm not willing to do that, but I am willing to do what it takes in 50 years. Or somebody might say, hey, I heard what it takes to get it done in 10 years. Not willing to do that, but I am willing to do the things that it took to get there in 20 years. You may say, hey, like I'm willing to do this in 10 years, but I, I'm not willing to go out and raise capital. So I know if I'm not willing to go out and raise capital, this is going to take me 10 years. If I was willing to go out and raise capital, it might take me four or five or six years. That's your decision, right? That's a personal decision that you need to make based on how much time you have, how old you are, what your current financial position is. And again, this is what we talk about with people in the inner circle. We take everybody in the, in the inner circle through a five-step process. It's a really important process. It goes like this. Step number one, determine where you're at today. What's your net worth today? What's your income coming in today? What's your family situation like? How much money do you need? Step number two, where do you want to be five to 10 years in the future, right? Step number three, what type of investment vehicle do you need to invest in? Should you be invested in apartments, small multifamily, vacation rentals, fix and flips, a combination of some of them? Step number four, determine what your top four to six priorities are, right, for this quarter, right? If you aren't 100% sure what you should be doing today, that's a problem. One of the ways that we help people achieve that is through the inner circle. And step number five in the five-step process is to create a weekly scorecard. You guys have probably seen my scorecard. If anybody would like to see my scorecard, I'll throw it up on the screen right now. Just type into the comment section. But we have a weekly scorecard that we review each and every week to make sure that we're on track. If we're on track every single week, we're going to be on track for our quarterly goals. If we're on track for our quarterly goals, we're going to be on track for our yearly goals. If we're on track for our yearly goals, then we're going to be on track for our five or 10-year goals, right? All right, so... We've covered a lot. So we've covered how to do this in 50 years, 20 to 25, 10 years, five years. Now, what about if you want to do it even, even less than five years? Even less than five years. Ooh, now we start getting into territory where I would say you need a little bit of luck, frankly. You need a little bit of luck. And to me, if you said to me, I've only got five years in order to make this work to get to a five to $10 million net worth, to get to 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 of passive income, then I would say we need to completely change direction. And while I wouldn't be a thousand percent confident that you can get there, I will tell you a way that you could get there in five years, but I would only suggest a five-year or under time frame If there was a reason why like you couldn't make it be seven, eight, nine, 10 years, okay? So if you said to me, like, I want to get there in two, three, four years, now we need to completely change direction. And I, like I said, I wouldn't recommend this unless there's a real reason. But the only way to get to a five to $10 million net worth or 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 of passive income in two or three years is to just think bigger. And the way to think bigger would be to do something like apartments, 
Now, the reason why you could potentially get there in two, three, maybe four years, something like that with apartments is simply because the numbers are bigger, right? So if you think about like the apartment buildings that we're building, they're going to they're gonna be worth like the 70 unit in Hookset, New Hampshire, I think is projected or appraised out to be worth $35 million when the project is done. And that's like a two, two and a half year time period from start to finish. And there's going to be somewhere around five to $6 million of equity in that deal when that deal is completed. So you'd say, well, what if you did two of those? And you absolutely could do two of those in a two and a half, three, four year period. Now, how would you go about doing that? Again, in order to do that, you need to raise a ton of money. So you'd have to be out there actively, aggressively raising money. And I wouldn't recommend doing this again, unless you're able to pull off finding the asset, building the asset, managing the asset. So again, this would be not advisable for a lot of people. But if you were trying to cut this down as small as possible, you could potentially do that if you were to think bigger, if you were to build like two of these projects, you could get to that number, maybe even one of them, right? But somebody said, what does a down payment like that look for? Not really the down payment. It's it's so, again, it's a $7 million raise for us, right? So the $7 million raise includes down payment for the actual land. It includes soft costs to hold the property while building. It includes legal, it includes architecture. And then these banks require a certain percentage of the total construction, usually 10 to 15%. So if it's like, you know, a $30 million build or $25 million build, you need, you know, 3 million bucks just to get through the build, right? So it's not the down payment to necessarily get the land. It's the entire amount that you need to operate that project. So, you know, I would, I would say conservatively, if you're going to do a project like that, Probably the least amount you can maybe get away with is maybe $5 million for maybe a little bit smaller of a project. We're talking about ways to get there, which again, I can't highlight enough or stress enough that you really have to make a strong case for me, not only why you would need that less than five-year period, but why you would have the tools necessary in order to pull that off. Like maybe you have a super high net worth sphere, maybe you've done construction projects like that before, but that would be the only way that I would recommend to try to pull something like that off in a two, three, four, five year period. All right, guys, like I said, you know, earlier timing matters, like, you know, when you do this stuff, like how long it's going to take, it's a big portion, right? When we, when we first read that book about getting wealthy, having passive income, having a high net worth, we don't necessarily think about it in terms of being like, old age. You know, we project out like automatically, you know, we don't really think too much about this when we're on the podcast, listening to the live stream at the event, but we project out like how many years into the future that life is going to be. Okay. So for, for everybody, you've got to walk through that five-step process. For those of you who want to learn more about that five-step process, learn more about working with us, just schedule a time, www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. We'll be back again. I'm going to release what our topic is going to be next week. And uh, we will talk to you guys later. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. 
Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.